I'm I'm here with with you know Joe and Emery. How y'all doing? Y'all doing good. Got some got some food. Doing got some good. drink. It's been a pretty uh-huh. good afternoon so far. From here, you're going to the hysterical society to talk about your new book. And I mean, <laughs> everything's going pretty swimmingly. I guess so. It's Christmas. I mean, what else can go wrong? You know. Uh, well, probably plenty, but it hasn't. Well, well, you know, and, that, and we'll be there when it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, Joe, what inspired you to write this new book and tell us a little bit about it? I was sitting at RPM drinking a beer, mm-hmm. and which related, is very unusual know, for him. Strange. <laughs> which, and uh, I was talking to a fellow, and we were just telling some old stories uh, about some people we had known. And I got to thinking about it. I said, you know, maybe I ought to write a book about all these stories and all these people I know. And uh, that's how it started, about a year ago. Yeah. Is it easier to write about people when they're, when they're passed away rather than when they're still alive, when you've got uh, good stories? It, it makes it easier <laughs> if you don't have to clear it through them. <laughs> you know, the, Emory and I were just talking. I sent his first rendition over of, of – him mm-hmm. and uh he just said i i just couldn't print that i, I didn't say it like that what i said was <laughs> you the hell believe, were you thinking you wouldn't believe what was in there yeah and so he said don't you think that's funny i said not, <laughs> I said, not right now and i said i'm gonna tell you something i don't want my name in your book period <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to be in there yeah said, they'll kick me out of the town the church and everything else so, yeah. so emory's a deacon at the church now. right most of the people there know a lot of these stories about Emory when he was infamous, but he has moved to, into a famous character. <laughs> to endearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Endearing famous category it, now. That's so. a nice way to put it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i tell you something, um, and this is not talking about the book, but it is kind of. Uh, Joe and I, he's one of my oldest friends, and I think he's the first person that ever spent the night with me. Okay. We live across the street from each other, and his house was a lot more interesting than mine because I only had a sister. He had, they, uh, Dr. Jack Miskees had five children. So uh, okay. you can imagine yeah, yeah. The, uh, it was really a lot of fun up there. Yeah, I, I bet. So y'all known each other a while then. Well, not only that, I'll tell you something else that I was thinking about. If you don't mind, this is off the subject Ooh, of the book. But he okay. knows it, but he doesn't know it. Is uh, our ancestors, one of my ancestors, Mildred All, married Joe's grandfather's brother or either his grandfather's uncle, Ellis Peniston. Mm-hmm. And that's where the historical society is located today. That's right. Yeah, wow. and, and that's my middle name, Peniston. Uh-huh. Is it really? And we go, we go back so far that I never remember not knowing it. You, you know, you yeah. had those kind of people that yeah. you just you just know them all your life. Well, then and you're going to be in danger for him writing some good stuff about you if he's got that big of a catalog of a your life. Oh, oh, he something. has a catalog. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't want him to write everything he knows. Of course, I could turn around and write a book about him too. And, and you absolutely but I, could. I wouldn't do that. Oh, sure. No. Well, uh, well, how did you get started writing? I mean, this is obviously the first I, book I, you've written, right? It is, and I just I was at the bar, and I said, "Can I have uh, Annie and uh, Maddie there at mm-hmm. RPM?" And I said, "Can I have some paper?" And I got out a pen and just started that after. Wow! So you know, yeah, yeah, you know, alcohol 
gets gets the intellectual uh, and artistic juices flowing. Always. I've heard. I completely yeah. disagree with that. I'm sure I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, Joe does everything. You, tell, you know, he'll tell me sometimes, he'll say, uh, like, for instance, I think I'm going to start playing the guitar. Well, he plays the guitar. Then he says, well, I think I'm going to write a song. So he writes a song. Then he says, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. I'm going to write a book. And then he's going to write a motorcycle. And then he's going to do all these things. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get a wild hair, you follow through. Try to. Oh, that's good. Um, so you start about writing the book. What, what do you think would be the hardest part of the whole process? I mean, you've never written a book before. What would what you the think? The hardest part was getting it into because I, I didn't think I could get it published such as uh, Joe McNabb. He told me all the trials and tribulations he went through to yeah. get his book published. And he had to send it to all these editors and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I just elected to get a book, a company to bind it for me. There you go. But it's very, they're very specific on how the book is presented to them and how hmm. the pictures are presented and what format it's in. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I went to the CEC and had a little girl there in the graphic arts department help me do all those things. Yeah. And it was invaluable. Oh, I'd imagine so. And that's Natalie Henson is the oh, teacher yeah. there at uh, – the CEC, and it's it's a good department. Heck yeah! I mean, anything they do, they do right over there. Mm -hmm. I mean, no I matter. Have a good idea too. Yeah, to, to do that. Real so, good idea. When did you get started on it? About a year ago. A year ago. Okay, okay. And you just finished up. What? Just a few months back. Well, I finished up about three months ago, but it took a while to get it in the form they wanted it. Yeah. And the girl had done it all in Word. And they wanted it in a different form. And then, of course, it was 11, eight and a half by 11. And I wanted a book because it would be so thin if you did it mm -hmm. that way. I wanted a book that was six by nine. And you had to shrink it down. But that's a lot harder than you think to do that. Yeah. And we're, and you got all your photos. How did you come about that? I took a lot of them. And then I just called people and said, Send me over like for Gandy Glover, Peter Glover, uh, works in Atlanta. I said, send me everything you've got, um, yeah. uh, Gandy, and he did. How did you make your chapter on Gandy so short? Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, you could have written volumes. I was about to say you filled the whole damn book. Mm -hmm. I, I, I probably could have. That was when I was. That was one of the first ones I wrote. Yeah, and I got a little more. What's that word? Loquacious or yeah. whatever you call Loquacious. it. I got a little more loquacious as it went along. Yeah. What are some of your favorite Gandhi stories? Uh, I love the one about him uh, where they had the uh, uh, chiropractor down uh, swords, shields. Oh, shields. Shields, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine Shields. <laughs> <laughs> and we had some friends that went down there that were getting adjustments all the time by Catherine and and their wives wanted to know why are you going down there and because she she would get real close when she was adjusting and stuff and it was just just amazing well anyway they had a uh, uh, a siren on the side of their building if somebody mm. was trying to break in 
it would go off. And it'd go off for hours before somebody yeah. could get down there. And Gandhi was sick of it because he lived right up the street. So mm-hmm. he went down there with his shotgun and blew it off the side of the building. Mm-hmm. Then he's heading home, and uh, he sees some police cars heading that way. And uh, he puts his shotgun in the bushes, mm-hmm. and little did he know that they had seen him do that. So, <laughs> well, that, that, that's one of my favorites. Uh, let me tell. Yeah, this uh, is I can't I can't mention name, but I can mention Gandhi. Number yeah. one, he's dead. Number sure. two, he wouldn't care. One time, this is about twenty five years ago. And he'd go down to Florida all the time. You know, he just, he's, anyway, he can fish and do everything in the world. And um, he asked this young business person who had just sort of gotten out of college if he wanted to go to Florida with him. And this person said, I would absolutely love to. Tell me when, where, and, and all that sort of stuff. And so <laughs> came upon the time, and <clears throat> this boy called him and said, Gandy? said, uh, now what do you want me to bring, or what do I need to bring with me to Florida on this fishing trip, say? And he said, well, just bring a couple of pair of clean underwear and a, a case of rubbers. And also a bottle of bourbon, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, probably good advice if, you, if you're going with Gandy fishing. Yeah. Uh, a, a fella <laughs> I talked to went fishing with him. Uh, Gandy had uh, he got his guiding license somehow by no uh, getting approved for doing it. He guide had what fishing a fishing guide, but he took this fella fishing with him. It was Frank Barron. Took Frank <laughs> Barron fishing with him. I think it was Frank. And uh, they get down there. Gandy's not staying in a motel. He's got the tail end of an 18 wheeler that, <laughs> that, that he's just parked in this parking lot and uh so they're staying in that and uh they go out fishing and stuff well he has he's going to grill them chicken while they're out fishing or some of the fish they catch so he brings a little stove and stuff all this stuff's just sitting out in the heat <laughs> so crazy man so what did you think about being in the book i know you had some issues at first and did you send well, drafts to everyone that you put in the book to go is this okay if i put this in the book no, no. okay okay i was about to, to say you never get that thing well, he told me he was gonna write the book yeah and i thought well this will really be good and so then as he start, was writing it He'd show me some notebook paper, and I'd think, my God, it looks like we were in the 10th grade writing a theme. You know, I said, this, this will never, I wasn't worried about it. I said, this will never, ever work. Well, he kept on and kept on and kept on, and finally. I wrote said, it in longhand. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're writing it at the bar. It's all been I'm written. I'm just about through and all this kind of stuff, and I thought, this is unbelievable. So then he says, you know, I'm writing about you or something, so then I'm going like, I know this is not going to be that bad. Well, I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> it beat anything I've ever read about myself. I, I, I didn't know it was me. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, he cleaned it up, and uh, I just think that he did a great job. And I love being in the book with him, and I really love being on the cover with him. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you went from not well, wanting I to be just, on the book I to being on the cover. very appropriate, and, and it's just it just turned out a heck of a lot better yeah. than I ever dreamed. He did a good job. Yeah. Grammatically, we might can say something about it, but that's not the point of the book. 
You know what no, I mean? It's the not. point of the book is about people. Yeah, and, and, and it's a great it's a great start. Yeah, it really. Is. And uh, it, it's it's written in a really cool, flowing way that you know you can kind of pick it up anywhere. And it's well, one thing I was going to ask you: what's your favorite Joe story? Since you know he got one for you well, in there. Most of them I can't tell. I'll tell you, it's really not a story, but. I tell you something about him that I've never seen before much. He was a lot smarter than I was in high school. You know, I couldn't do math. I still can't I find can't that X in yeah. algebra. Mm-hmm. I never have found it. Anyway, I would call him not just on occasion but a lot and say, I'm bringing my math home or something up, and I want you to you know, help me with it. Well, he didn't understand how to help me because – he was, you know, you can't teach somebody to methodically do a problem. Yeah. But anyway, I walked in there one time, and uh, I think maybe it was the eighth grade or something, and uh, I had everything neat and nice, just knowing he was going to teach me how to do it. And he may not remember this, but I walked in his room, and he was sitting on the floor, and he had taken the clock radio nearly about apart. <laughs> and he was sitting there tinkering with the radio. So I didn't worry about that. You know, I said, all right, you know, show me how to do number one. I said, Miss So-and-so, whoever it was, told us we need to do it in four steps. He said, watch this. He did it like in two. I said, you can't do it in two. He said, why do it in four? Heck, I couldn't do it in six. He's <laughs> <laughs> it, been very kind. I wasn't that smart. Yeah. I'll tell you one more about him. This is, this is all hell broke loose on this. He was, I think maybe we just turned, he just turned 16 or something, he called me up one Saturday morning. He said, uh, Daddy's going to give me a, a stereo for my birthday. We're going to drive up to, where the, what's the name of that mall on 25? <laughs> you know, what, what's the name? Greenbrier. Greenbrier. Oh, yeah. It was like a hi-fi buy or something. Okay. We rode up there, and he bought about the most expensive thing they had in the store. And I think his daddy may have given him a check. Back then, you could do that, you know. And so we got back and got back to his room and everything. (laughs) Dr. Jack wanted to know how much that stereo cost, (laughs) by the way. I forgot it was a lot for them. Yeah, sure. (laughs) He said... She did. He said, "You taking it back?" <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I thought that was fun. That's great. Well, what's been your feedback so far? Have people given you I, what you know, they I think had about 200 it? Two hundred books printed. Okay. And uh, they, I've sold them all. Wow. This is the uh, last book, right there, and uh, it's been. You know, all these people want them for Christmas. I've oh, ordered, yeah. Well, that worked out. Pretty good timing. I've ordered another slew of them. Okay. And I made some mistakes on this one. It was so hard entering the information. All the pictures were supposed to be in color. And they ended I didn't up know being that. In, I didn't know and they that. ended up being in black and white because yeah. I didn't enter it properly. Okay. Even though I talked to the fellow about it, he said, well, that's not how we got it. Yeah. So the next ones will be in color. And we'll have to go up on the price a little bit. That's life. Yeah, well, that's, that's how it goes. I mean, at least you got demand that you got to do a second run. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, what do you what do you imagine uh, this evening will be like at the Historical Society? What, what do you anticipate? Uh, you know, we're with some serious book writers. That's right. Uh, Big heads at the same time. So, yeah. uh, I'm hoping that they'll let us go first. <laughs> It'll go well. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go well, like everything else we've ever done. It'll go well. <laughs> 
Mm, mm, mm. Well, that's that's been fantastic. You know, one of the things that helped me, I guess, at the Historical Society was that Larissa and I think uh, uh, what's Scott's? What's his first name? Michael. Who? Michael. Yeah. Michael's in the book. I yeah. never can't remember his first name, but I put him in the book, so I guess that's why they're inviting us. I, I, I guess that <laughs> helped a little. Who? Michael Scott. That uh, who's he? Uh, he plays the bagpipes all around. Oh, yeah, I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, were there any stories that you – well, not stories, but there are any people in the book that you weren't able to put what you wanted in there? Uh, yeah. And, you know, and like uh, some of them, it was hard getting the information on them. I couldn't get pictures on yeah. Boomer, even though I knew the fellow. Who, remember the restaurant that was Boomer's? Yeah. That is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Aldrey Freeman had that. Yeah, yeah. Aldrey, I called Aldrey. He was sick, and he had a lot of pictures of Boomer, and oh, he just wow. never sent them to me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I tried to get some. But, you know, people like Boomer or The Walker or Mr. Personality, those people will be for, forgotten. Oh, right. As time goes on, yeah. and, and they need to be remember yeah. you know i tell you something that you said that and you'll remember him of course he, you won't but billy would mm-hmm. he used to be a painter that walked around near and he was retired and of course he'd drink some wine he'd love to be sitting on somebody's step he was a good guy he just was old peavine williams remember him uh-huh. and he was sort of like you know these other characters we got. well you know the walker was shell-shocked in the war i didn't know that. and he just never recovered from it and uh he just had that desire to mm-hmm. walk around all the time could we say that huh <laughs> <laughs> we could we try to well <laughs> we could try to <laughs> if it works it works Man, uh, so I mean, heck, you could do like a walking tour around town if you wanted to. You could tell people where all the bodies were buried and all that good stuff, man. I mean, well, that's maybe. maybe. <laughs> well, like I said, it's tough to write a book about people that you love, especially if they're like I said, still around and uh, you know you want to do them right and treat them fair, but at the same time, you know you. you well, you yeah, well, you know, I kept saying in there, I really like this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy's a good friend. I did it to honor these people, yep. and, and, and I really mean that. Very cool. Uh, so you'll be, uh, well, I'm about to say be signing books, but you don't have any left to sign. So uh, when people, when the next order comes in, what's the best way for someone to get a to copy? go to one of the bars that, 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 <laughs> that, 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 that I frequent. They can go to uh, RPM. Yep. They can go to, you know where Taylor's is? Taylor's is the oldest bar in Noonan. It's uh, beer joint out on Franklin Highway. Uh, Franklin Highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you a know, concrete yep. block building, mm-hmm. but it's been passed down from uh, father to son to grandson. The grandson, Generational bar. Yeah. Uh, the grandson yeah. owns it now. It's like generational drinkers. <laughs> they, you know, the father drank, and the grandfather drank there, yeah. the father drank there, and then the son but, drank there. But, but they have a crew that comes. Uh, I play music there every Wednesday. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, D.T. Taylor, who owns the bar, is one of the finest mandolin players in Noonan, probably. Yeah. 
and uh, the reason it's we used to call it in the old days. You remember going there when Hugh Farmer would invite us? We'd take mm-hmm. dates. I remember going to Satellite, <coughs> Taylor's, uh-huh. and every, everything else in the county. But Pretty. we would go in there, and they only had one bathroom. And when we took dates, Ooh. the dates would use the bathroom, and we'd go out back, and there was an old wooden boat out back, and uh, we'd all just pee on the boat. <laughs> and and so uh, Hugh started calling it the Yacht Club. And 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 so he would call up and say, uh, what are y'all doing tonight? I said, I don't know. And he said, let's go yachting. <laughs> So that's what we'd do. <laughs> <laughs> a different time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's back when gas was, you know, 25 cents a gallon. You just go anywhere. And uh, you just rode around all the time. Oh, that's just, what you did. Yeah. I mean, you know, you take $5 out on Saturday night, mm-hmm. you can have the best time you've ever had in your life mm-hmm. for $5. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Um, where were some of the other places that you liked to frequent back in the day? Oh, well, um, you could frequent this one sometime, and while he's brought up a, a beer joint, I'm going to bring one up, too. It's Satterwhite's on Satterwhite. Ballard okay. Road. And if you knew some of the folks in there, you could you could just waltz right in there and sit down and drink a beer or, you know, give somebody a couple dollars and they'd buy you six-pack for you. Uh, whatever the case was... Let's just say that you never had a problem getting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what you, yeah, you want to avoid a problem back then, you That's know, right. at that age. You know, when we went out to Wynn's Pond, oh, yeah. right where 34 and 54 meet there, there was a bar there. And uh, where the Quickie store is now, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the name of it. But uh, uh, we told them we would go in there and tell them we were Boons because the Boons had a cabin out there too, and we could just go in and saddle up to the bar and have a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, we were fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's nothing to it back then. No, no, no. no. Go, go in there and eat pickled eggs. I mean, where else can you have pickled eggs? That's right. I remember one night. <laughs> I, I tell you another place. It was called. Uh, I've forgotten, but Bill Beavers bought it. It was out there by Walker Moody's Trailer Park. And uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was a, a little place, and David Glover ran it. Of all people. <laughs> he was only a year older than we were. So you'd go in, and you could really have a good time. And I, I'm going one time I was out there, and uh, I got some stuff, and I, you know, I had two or three when I pulled in, and so I pulled out. And I had a GTO, and I floored it, and one of Walker Moody's cows came out of the fence, and we met head Oh, <laughs> wow. You killed his cow. Yeah, I killed his cow. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, how was your car? Hey, it was totally. That's <laughs> when they had Dyke's Pontiac here. You don't remember Uh-uh, that. uh-uh. Wow. But anyway, that's. Well, see, and that's the thing is I think books like these are important because, I mean, like you said, the more, I guess, more people move here. And, I mean, they move here for a reason. They like, you know. the I, Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I, you know, a lot of them, they, they just don't have that sort of, you know, history about it. They just know that they like it right now and it seems like a good place to live, but they don't really kind of go looking about what makes it so special, mm-hmm. you know. And well, they just hadn't been here long enough. Yeah. And you know, sort of talk about that, too, I'm going to say. And this, 
does have something to do with the book because these are people that have been around a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when you move to a new town, you'll say, oh, I know where Miss Smith's house used to be. You mm -hmm. know, Miss Jones bought Miss Smith's house. Right. What they don't realize is Joe and I know not only Miss Smith and Jones, but we know two families maybe they built the house yeah and, oh yeah but but you can't know that yeah you know unless you're from wherever you're from mm -hmm. no I, I found that too you can determine how long someone's been here by what they call a certain home that's you right know? that's exactly right <laughs> that's so uh well guys i appreciate it. i know you got to run it's uh been a pleasure having you and like i said if people want to get a hold of you they will find you and uh hopefully get a copy of the book once it's been repressed and, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed reading it just because I knew some of the people and I didn't know some of the others. So it was pretty cool to see. So uh, best of luck tonight. And y'all come back anytime because really, I like really stories. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, Clay. <laughs> All right. I really do.